Hello, everybody. This is Raul Ramirez of the Catch Wrestling Alliance. We're here to help you elevate your grappling, and together we keep real wrestling alive. Thank you very much for joining us on our either our YouTube channel or Twitch, or if you're listening to us on our podcast. Um, thank you very much for listening and watching and supporting us uh, in any way. Um, it's much appreciated. Uh, so uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and get to some of the different... Um, announcements real quick and then we'll get to the the roundup of uh, a lot of the really cool or at least the stuff that i thought was most interesting about uh the recent one championship uh event it was the one that was also was it like they, they did a partnership with amazon prime or something so it was like one one championship on prime or something like something like that so uh maybe it's not so good for them to be making these weird long names or whatever it makes it it might make it hard for people to um, find them, find these events on online. But anyway, um, a, a few cool, interesting things happened that I, I think we we kind of have been talking about, or that we can talk about. Uh, so we'll we'll get to it right after a couple announcements. So uh, the UCLA class is going strong. So if anybody who's uh, has any access to UCLA. Uh, feel free to come join the class. Also, we have our regularly uh, ongoing uh, catch wrestling class at Fight Science MMA. That's in uh, Mid-City. So that's basically in the middle of Los Angeles. So um, uh, you should be able to find it. So we're at Fight Science MMA. You can totally find them on Google Maps or um, you know even their Instagram and all that. So it uh, should be easy to find. We're there Thursday nights at 8 30 p.m so um you know go to go ahead and uh, drop us a line if you're gonna show up uh you know feel free um so yeah you're you're more than welcome the other thing though so we have uh the cwa academy so it's basically where you can learn catch wrestling online and one uh one of our members hugo he thought of a good idea and i think we'll go ahead and just implement that right away so we'll just um make an announcement where uh, any members uh, can start asking, like, like what, what we'll do is we'll take a bunch of questions for the members and then in the member chat room, uh, I'll go ahead and maybe do like a live stream just answering those specific questions. So it'll be like a, a group live stream uh, for, for that. So I think we'll go ahead and start implementing that. I'll, I'll make an announcement in the chat room also so that's uh, one thing that you can look forward to that's like we're trying to want to give like basically we're trying to find uh some other perks for being a member of the cwa academy so the way you become a member is uh going to our website catchwrestlingalliance.com and becoming a member there so uh also if you want to support the channel you can also just become a, a member of our youtube channel we have a bunch of different uh additional videos that you can find that are behind the the YouTube paywall. Uh, we try to give like different like endings, and you know uh, we have different uh, really cool events that we did also that uh, you know might interest you. All right. So uh, with that being said, let's go ahead and get into our subject. So the latest one championship event just happened, and we had a, a few interesting things. So besides uh, the grappling that they now have, right? So they have grappling only events where it's like a ten minute match. Right, so no rounds or anything. It's just 
10 minutes, just like, um, you know, no, no stopping, right? No stand-ups or anything like that. Um, and so we have a couple from those, but then we also have an MMA match that was also pretty interesting that I want to kind of talk about. Uh, it was between Ritu Fogat, so the woman who who's like has a wrestling uh, lineage, like her her family. They they made a movie about the her wrestling family and from India and all that. Um, so there was a pretty cool match between her and the Singaporean uh, Tiffany Teo. Uh, so I kind of want to talk about that because Tiffany did, I believe, if I can remember correctly, she did spend time training with the Singapore national freestyle team. But um, I don't know if you'll see it in the video, but she's been doing a lot of grappling. She did train a lot in one of the one of the places I trained at in Singapore. And um, but she also came here to Southern California to train before this match in jujitsu. So I, I kind of want to kind of take it from the angle where like this is a kind of like a uh, amateur wrestling versus jujitsu kind of thing. So I think there's a lot that that can be learned. I know we actually made videos about Ritu Fogat in the past, or anyways, kind of critical about her kind of like wrestling heavy style, her amateur wrestling heavy style. And basically, I'd prefer if she can uh, maybe make her style a little more catch wrestling. Like I think that would make it more successful. But and they also had a Mikey Muzumeki uh, match. Uh, I think that that's probably the one that's like you can learn least from, I guess, because uh, it was just like, uh, uh, you know, the like one guy running away or escaping uh, potential submissions, maybe trying to. Uh, and so, oh, anyway, let's go ahead and get to it. <laughs> so first one here, actually, let's go and talk about Mikey Muzumeki's match. Um, uh so let's get through the easy one for at least the one that I think it's like the least interesting. Okay, here we go. Um, it's going to play the video, then maybe we'll talk about it. So for those of you who are just uh, listening, uh, I'll describe it right after. How impossible it is to actually pass Mikey's guard. Yeah, he's incredible at guard retention, guard trying to get position. No, he is moving. Ooh, this is what Clover wants. Sosa wants it. Here we go. It's urgency from both men. With 22 seconds, there's a cartwheel again. All right, so it's just a couple of highlights that that they release, like for the for, for, on their social media on on one championship social media. Uh, not much. It's just like Mikey trying to. He's getting lifted up. By his opponent, um, he was kind of setting up an armbar. Um, not much to that because uh, the guy escapes. He he pulled his arm out. Uh, the other part of the of the match, like you know, Mikey's just always trying to set up uh, different uh, like leg locks, and the guy always escapes. Uh, guys trying to pass Mikey's guard, uh, jumping around and all that, and. Um, so well, the, the I guess like the thing you can kind of take from that is, so you, you can escape and but from the catch wrestling perspective, uh, see if you if you can set up some kind of counter when you when you escape like or if you feel the need to escape, uh, don't just uh, kind of like escape completely because if you escape completely then you're back to neutral again right so then you have to start again right so the guy was able to escape a lot of the leg locks and. Um, but it was like back at square one. So, because um, like he, he created distance, right? So he escaped, 
create a distance so they weren't touching each other anymore. And then so then the guy had to then uh, re-enter, and um, he was not very successful at passing uh, Mikey's guard. All right, so let's go to the next one. Actually, this was a little bit more interesting. All right, hope, let me. So this is going to be uh, the first grappling match of the night. Uh, it was by was it Maria? Uh, well, you'll see. It's like a, a Brazilian that's that I believe he is training at one or at a, um, Evolve. So that's the big MMA gym in Singapore uh, against a Sambo practitioner from Russia. So check this out. Of Bektasarian. Yeah, I expected this immediately. Rodrigo drops down, starts working for those legs. And that's what I was talking about. These creative entries into these submissions. Look at him. He's immediately got the leg, and he's going to start applying that straight ankle lock. All right, so that was actually a more interesting one. Uh, it happened really fast, so I don't know if you can see exactly what happened, but the way. So it starts from the, well, the Brazilian. Uh, Mareo, he, uh, I believe that's probably the way, or at least that's the way you would probably more pronounce it if you're more of a Spanish speaker. I'm not sure how they would, how the Portuguese pronounce it, but anyway, Mareo, he, um, he, he scooted forward, but scooted, right? Um, but scooted forward to the guy. But then the problem that uh, he created for the Sambo guy was that he actually reached, as he was butt scooting, he reached out his hands, right? So, uh, just to, so if you're if you don't see the video if you're just listening so Mareo a slender Brazilian guy butt scooting towards this Russian Sambo guy Sambo guy standing up but Mareo he puts out his open hands so uh, it's almost like uh, you know kind of like inviting the guy to interlock fingers with him this is uh, what helped Mareo set up his lock because then the the Sambo guy he he interlocked fingers with him right so then mario was then able to use at least like close his grip and then start pulling the guy to him while he released the other hand and he used that to set up his uh, de la jiva position and then as he was able to pull the russian to him uh, and almost like over him then that's when he was able to secure the like achilles lock position with his left arm and then after that you can just push your leg forward uh, it's almost like a kind of like a classic takedown from jujitsu where if you grab like if you're close enough to grab uh, your partner's ankles and they're standing both of them and then you can push your legs forward and they'll fall backwards. Um, that's basically the principle of that lock. Um, and so, um, you know, it basically starts off with the, from the De La Hiva position uh, and then but instead of the Sambo guy being able to escape easier uh the brazilian made it much harder because he kept that interlocked uh finger position so it made it very hard to escape and then the match was over just like that so let's go ahead and watch it one more time yeah, I expected this immediately. Rodrigo drops down, starts working for those legs. And that's what I was talking about. These creative entries into these submissions. Look at him. He's immediately got the leg, and he's going to start applying that straight ankle lock. Yeah, that was pretty. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool because, um, yeah, because it's kind of like something that I was I tend to try to talk about where it's like uh, you want to secure that hold and, um, um, and, uh, it, it, um, it kind of goes to the whole idea of 
uh, wrist control and whatnot. So uh, if they interlock your fingers, it makes it even easier for you to keep control. Because not only do you just kind of like, not only can you just wrap your fingers around the person, you can even kind of twist a little bit and that kind of, uh, that kind of really gets an interlocking of like the fingers themselves. So um, it's not just like this kind of claw position. You can kind of make it very, very tight. So it makes it difficult for someone to just yank their fingers back, right? So um, uh, that's kind of like the main thing I want to point out with that one. Uh, let's check out the next one here. Uh, so this is Tef Tiffany Teo uh, and Ritu Fogat. So this is kind of like the main thing that I want to show. So the first one is so two clips actually so one is uh like ritu doing wrestler stuff or right? it's kind of like doing uh kind of regular mma kind of thing where it's like people they feel like uh, if you, they push someone up against the wall or the cage then they can maybe set up a takedown but they gotta they want to pin the person to the the cage right it, you know it's a total MMA strategy, totally valid and whatnot, but um, I think you can get a little bit more creative, you know. Um, so anyway, Ritu's doing that, and then uh, we'll see what happens because Tiffany counters it. Okay, so let's go ahead and uh, show it and then talk about it. Got still holding on to that single leg, knee there from Tiffany. Now, this is where Michelle Nicolini and Alcamino ran into some trouble. Let's see if Tiffany can sneak around the top. They just couldn't hold her down. Tiffany's really good at defending. Now she's got the back. The choke's almost in. She's got one hook. Almost has perfect control. Ritu needs to defend this. She's to peel the hand off at the top and then defend that choking arm. She's got to be careful. Ritu spends a lot of time with some high-level black belts over there to evolve. But Tiffany's going to go palm to palm. There's the hand again. Ritu needs to peel that off. All right, so there are two things I want to talk about. Okay, so first thing, what I was saying about like uh, Ritu just going in and keeping all that pressure, uh, keep, keeping Tiffany pressured up against the cage. Um, that's one thing, but it wasn't like uh, maybe she was, you know, of course, you know, you can wait. If you pin someone against the, the cage, you can kind of wait for them to do something so that maybe you can counter. But in this case, Tiffany uh, got an underhook and then was able to uh, lever Ritu and spin her around and then take her back. Right. So that wasn't necessarily what what she was waiting for. It, you can escape like if someone is, you know, pulling your arm back and making you turn, making your body rotate. If you if you go with it very quickly, that is probably gonna be what's gonna help you to escape the whole situation. Um, but she she just kind of went with that that pressure that Tiffany was making her turn around with. Uh, but didn't do much. She just kind of ended up going forward into the cage and then Tiffany just stepped forward and hooked in and started going for a choke. So in catch wrestling, um, you know, it might have been a little bit beneficial if uh, you know she went for a neck crank or also she could have just bypassed the whole choke thing because a lot of people who do jujitsu, they're really obsessed with choking. So uh, there's a whole like wide variety of other submission holds uh, that you know Tiffany could have tried instead of going for a choke, which ultimately ended up being unsuccessful. Right. So then the fight continued. Uh, Ritu was trying to uh, defend. Ritu not trying. I mean, she was defending the choke uh, for a while. 
she starts to escape, but then, you know, doesn't necessarily seem to move too much. You know, she doesn't do any kind of like sit out or anything like that. Um, so let's kind of see what happens. This is actually like, I think over a minute later in the match or so. So let's see the, the next clip. Better position for Ritu. Maybe Ritu can work her way back up to her feet. She's used to this turtle position. She can scramble back up, but she might leave herself open to a possible submission attempt. Tiffany Teo, who went to San Diego to train them in a 10-week camp back here in Singapore, said training in San Diego with some very high-level females gave her tremendous confidence. Still trying to sink on the choke here is Tiffany. 15 seconds remains in the round. What a round for the Singaporean. She's got the arm trapped. The choke is possibly in there. Yeah, the All right. So what happened there is that since uh, Tiffany was on top, she didn't have the hook in anymore. Uh, but Richie was not able to find a way to escape. Uh, Tiffany actually, before that clip started, she was throwing some knees towards uh, Fogat's head and stuff like that. So then um, when Fogat started moving, Tiffany was able to step over one of her arms, one of Fogat's arms, and then, then she was able to finally get her forearm underneath Fogat's chin. And then she set up, uh, you know, she, she cinched in the choke and then, you know, you know, pushed her pelvis forward, kind of started to flatten her out, and then uh, was able to eventually choke out or tap out, you know, Ritu Fogat by, by a choke, right? So let's go and check that one out one more time. Better position for Ritu. Maybe Ritu can work her way back up to her feet. She's used to this turtle position. She can scramble back up, but she might leave herself open to a possible submission attempt. Tiffany Teo, who went to San Diego to train them in a 10-week camp back here in Singapore, said training in San Diego with some very high-level females gave her tremendous confidence. Still trying to sink on the choke here is Tiffany. 15 seconds remains in the round. What a round for the Singaporean. She's got the arm trapped. The choke is possibly in there. But yeah, so congrats to Tiffany Teo. Uh, actually, I competed at a... Uh, I've met her before whenever I competed at a jiu-jitsu tournament in Singapore. Uh, that she competed at too. Uh, we're, we were in different divisions, obviously, but um, you know she's more advanced, right? I'm just kidding, no. She was in the women's division. I was in the men's division. <laughs> but uh, you know she's really strong, and then uh, she's just like always wanting to learn. And uh, in this case, I think you know I think it was another good example of jujitsu beating amateur wrestling. You know, it's like uh, Ritu. There's the, uh, you know I don't I don't want to come off as like just always like uh, criticizing uh, Ritu, but I mean, she just happens to be uh, one of the amateur wrestlers who's competing a lot. And uh, it's just one of the points that I've just been, you know, like trying to make where it's like amateur wrestling is very great, uh, but you know, it's not catch wrestling. And so it doesn't have the submission awareness aspect. And so kind of one of the things that was at the end of that, uh, that position where as soon as Tiffany uh, stepped her leg in front of uh, Ritu's shoulder, kind of bicep area, and trapped her arm. That, I mean, th there's basically a classic, even even amateur wrestling technique, uh, where it's like, you know, someone puts their their leg in front of your arm, you can use that to push forward, and you actually kind of, you can kind of tuck your, your head out, 
right? You almost, it's almost like you push them forward and then you pull your head out. Uh, so it's like you kind of back out of the, the cave there. So that's why I don't really think that uh, that move in jujitsu is all that effective at, you know, really controlling someone's arm. Uh, it's, it's, it's not, it's not as effective as a lot of jujitsu people think, right? Because it, it's a classic wrestling technique. If someone hooks in and then they start, uh, or you can even grab their leg and you use that to push over, you hip heist over and you usually end up on top of them. Uh, so, and again, my point is that like there, there's different options. There were different options for Ritu and we, none of us were there. It was only her that was in that position. She's probably feeling a lot of pressure uh, from Tiffany. So um, you don't know like what options were there or that she could feel were possibly there. So, you know, just saying that they were, they're different. I, I just, I, ultimately I wish that she was doing catch wrestling. <laughs> so uh, that's my point. I think it could have been a, a little bit more advantageous for her because freestyle in particular, um, I, I think it even has less, um, is less advantageous than even doing American folk style wrestling uh, because American folk style has a lot of the, um, uh, a lot more of the defensive positions from turtle or like what jujitsu calls turtle. We usually call referees position or defense position. Uh, so um, if since Ritu did a lot of the freestyle stuff, she might not have those types of techniques as, as like her muscle memory or as like, you know, embedded as like the core of what she does. And that potentially could be why where like she didn't necessarily feel like she could escape or move when she was stuck in these positions. Uh, so, so not to say that, uh, you know, anybody could do any better, but you know, there's, you know, this just what happened. And, you know, I, I just want to say that, um, you know, that, you know, it, it'd be, there's, there's other things and, you know, hopefully we can see, um, a wider variety of techniques because uh, if like say like in India they also have uh, a wrestling style that is actually very similar to catch wrestling uh, the kushti wrestling they have a lot of what we call the mat wrestling uh, of catch wrestling so it's like all these ground techniques that um, unfortunately because say because of the Olympics uh, you know, less people will want to do these traditional styles. This is the same thing that happens in China or uh, England or basically any other country where they have uh, like certain traditional styles. And say, like in China, it's such a big country. It's you know similar, similarly the same, you know, the the same size as the United States. So they have all these regional grappling styles, but if uh, a kid shows like potential in wrestling then you know maybe they'll they'll get taken to the province the provincial team uh like in freestyle it's not like the provincial like traditional wrestling style team you know because uh the the country and people in general you know they're 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 a little bit more focused on the, the olympic styles of whatever sport right so then you start training in these things. Like same thing happens like in Taekwondo because they say like there's a lot of traditional Taekwondo styles that are more self-defense oriented. But since like the Olympics uh, took over and they keep changing the rules of Taekwondo, then a lot of the Taekwondo schools uh, just teach like the Olympic style. So 
you, you get all these things where, say, like Kushti in India is falling out of favor, or at least uh, less people are, are wanting to do it. I believe it also has like a almost like a ritualistic component. So, you know, they want you to, uh, you know, be there a lot and like maybe not eat certain things or, or um, you know, live a certain way. So it's like it's kind of like a lifestyle thing. Uh, so that's an, another thing that can make it unattractive. So, but when you actually see like videos of it, and there's plenty of videos on YouTube of uh, Kushti wrestling. Um, a lot of the ground stuff, a lot of the uh, riding, and um, a lot of the counter moves and stuff are very similar to catch wrestling. So uh, I think even more so. And even my 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 buddy John Strickland on the East Coast, you know, we, we kind of talk about it where it's like we feel kind of uh, potentially even more like. Like Kushti has a lot of the mat wrestling stuff, which is probably even more like traditional catch wrestling than uh, especially modern uh, collegiate wrestling, or we call it like folk style, or sometimes it's called like scholastic wrestling, like what you see in the United States. Um, because folk style or like the the rules have you know change over time. So um, you know again again like shorter time limits now. Uh, they take away a lot of techniques that you can use that are potentially dangerous, you know, kind of more submission type things. So then that's kind of changed over time. But you see like a style like Kushti where, of course, maybe it's kind of changed a little bit over time, but um, it's not as dramatically as the Olympic styles because the Olympic styles are always uh, changing their rules, uh, you know, making, you know, all, all these things. It's, it's become like a point game. Um, or, or they make it really easy to get a pin and whatnot. So they basically they basically make it really easy for the match to end, and uh, so they can get that all over with. It. At least it, it appears, right? All right. So uh, I want to kind of do that roundup of the different techniques um, that I thought were kind of interesting uh, for that latest event. Um, uh, and the other, there was like a lot of kickboxing matches and stuff like that. So that would, you know, we wouldn't talk about that here, but there are a lot of cool things happening. Uh, hopefully we can get so, some people who are, um, you know, hopefully we can just continue to build the catch wrestling so that, uh, we can get more catch wrestling like, uh, competitors, even in one championship and stuff. So maybe we got to get more people even competing in ADCC and stuff like that. But with that being said, we still have to build up catch wrestling in and of itself. So catch wrestling itself is actually very interesting, you know, just as exciting or more exciting than a lot of the matches at ADCC. Um, so we have to continue with that. And then, you know, maybe, you know, have people do both, right? So make a good schedule where people can do both. All right, it's good. We've got a couple of comments. So Gridiron Masters, Mahio, right? So... <laughs> that was he was talking about me pronouncing uh, pronouncing the name of one of the Brazilians. Uh, yeah, I probably I pronounced it probably in more of a Spanish style. Uh, Mahio probably sounds more more proper. <laughs> um, yeah, that was you know who knows who knows, but it was a really cool way to um, uh, trap somebody. So he used the, just like basically like the mercy grip or you know the interlocking fingers to hold on to his opponent. Uh, it was very effective at keeping the guy trapped. So that's one thing you might want to think about. Uh, you know, it's it uh, like you'll you'll see some people who aren't really 
thinking about risk control or you know controlling someone's limbs and then they're just trying to dive into stuff uh quite often you're not going to be so successful if if you don't trap a limb right um i think uh, another buddy of mine was talking about um jujitsu we're talking about lachlan giles and so then there's this kind of like a thing where um you know, we were having John Danaher, and we've been talking about it here on our channel, where it's like you have John Danaher, the the big grappling guru, talking about pinning and how you can use pins or, you know, you trap someone, keep them from moving, and then you can, uh, you know, set up your submission holds. And then you'll have someone like Lachlan Giles who are, who's basically trying to uh, get the submission, so basically get the lock and then kind of ride them out until the submission happens. Um, that's what some people are kind of saying about Lachlan and, uh, he's been very, very successful, you know, at ADCC and stuff. So, uh, but both philosophies are in catch wrestling. So especially with something like a double wrist lock. So once you get that position, um, uh, then you can kind of ride out, uh, the, the person, right. And then see if you can't end up in the submission hold, right. So that's something that can happen a lot especially with a double wrist lock in catch wrestling you can kind of do it also too with like a toe hold um you know someone might start they might like roll a lot to think that they're going to get out but if you know how to how to kind of ride with it and counter then uh, chances are you can still end up submitting them gridiron masters foot diving is a good way to describe modern grappling yeah unfortunately um uh I think you're kind of right. I mean, say like if you do, or one opinion that I have right, is that um, if you if you're pretty good at wrestling, you end up not like giving them your legs, like kind of naturally, like even without trying, uh, you make it very difficult for them to like access your legs, and so then a lot of the the footlock stuff or that fighting to escape doesn't quite happen because a lot of times you're you're just keeping that downward pressure and a lot of times you're able to either pass the guard or uh you maybe can uh it, like like pin their legs down kind of like a in, in freestyle it's called the leg lace you can do these different types of things where you can set up different leg locks or you can pass their guard um um there's all these different things that you can do uh using your wrestling foundation that makes it like less likely for you to end up in these leg entanglements right so um up to you unless like you say like you really enjoy the footlock battle uh you can just go into it but basically that that means is like you're kind of going you're diving in feet first right so or you're kind of you're kind of uh not moving as much so that you're allowing your opponent to get to your legs. So, uh, you know, you could, again, you can use these things as a strategy, right? If you feel really confident in your uh, leg lock ability, then, uh, you know, go by all means, you know, like allow them that entry, right? Um, but yeah, it's kind of trying to like give some of these uh, catch wrestling perspectives on, on kind of like modern grappling. I mean, I, I, I enjoy doing, I enjoy rolling and, and all that and like in, no gi jujitsu and stuff like that uh but yeah there's certain things that like truly make it its own thing it still is no gi i wouldn't call it catch wrestling you know again there's no pins but then 
Uh, sometimes the philosophy is different. And kind of like how Gridiron Masters here talked about like foot diving is a good way to, to describe modern grappling. Um, uh, th that could be, it's, it's the trend nowadays, right? And then so people are getting good at, uh, you know, just rolling out. Gridiron Masters. I don't feel like like self-sitting because there is a huge gap in the rules and beginning of the match. Uh, I'm not quite sure if what you mean, if that's like, if you have some typos in there. Um, but yeah, a lot of times you can, like say if you are in a seated position, uh, you know, you have your legs first, you know, your, your legs are close. Um, you have your legs forward to the person so that, um, you know, there's a potential for them to grab them and set up their, their leg locks and stuff. Um, so that, that is a possibility and it's, it's something that's really common. So people are pretty good at, you know, maybe even doing an arm drag to try to, uh, pull you into their guard and whatnot. So, um, uh, but you know, there's a lot of, I think a lot of people are getting really comfortable with that. All right. Jonathan Jimenez. Oh, I, oh wait. Great. I think you misread it. Oh, okay. Gridiron Masters. Basically, I don't I don't think that standing is op I don't like that standing is optional. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so I think that's why even ADCC kind of has like this pulling guard rule. But I mean it's still because it's still somewhat allowed because they have a portion of the the time period is like no no rules or like no points, and then the other half is points. So uh, people are free to kind of do whatever they want. But um, with that being said, I mean, uh, in a way, that's kind of like the way it is. So at least for us, I think it'd be good for us to kind of um, uh, get used to just attacking people in that position. I mean, they've already taken themselves down and, uh, uh, you know, use your different wrestling techniques to keep them down. I think that's and, you know, set up your pins and submissions. Yeah. So Jonathan Jimenez, uh, thanks for being here, talking about a, a, a subject you like, right? Toeholds toe and whatnot. So um, you know, Jonathan has been training a lot. Uh, he does a lot of jujitsu and what well, kickboxing and catch wrestling. So and hopefully, we can see him competing. All right. So gridiron masters, I go straight to lifting the ankles if they sit down. Yeah, no, I think that's a great option too. You know, and and I'm sure you're probably used to it if they try to um, uh, arm drag you and stuff like that. But yeah, the, lifting the legs up, great. Uh, there's a way to even kind of like sometimes if you grab the head and grab one one ankle, you can spin them around or. Uh, or try to put downward pressure on, like even pull the head forward. Uh, there's there's a lot of different uh, techniques. Um, yeah, Jonathan Jimenez, pull guard, your legs are mine. <laughs> um, yeah, it would, so it does leave them vulnerable, but a lot of people are getting used to like some of the pain of like, like the ankle locks. And um, so we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> So the main thing is like trying to be dominant because like the other thing is like in it's like one championship, it is a 10 minute match. Um, 
but if it does go the whole distance, then whoever like goes for the most uh, submission holds or goes uh, like who's on top the most will win. So I think that ultimately still favors like the the wrestler or at least the person who's on top. So again, like uh, you, you know, unless you feel really confident, then you can submit somebody. Um, you know, like go, you know, sitting down or you know being on bottom isn't the the ideal. Gridiron Masters. There was a time I just jumped sideways at, on people. Yeah, actually, that's that is actually very effective. <laughs> so, I landed one too many knees. Oh, so you kind of stopped that. Um, yeah, yeah, maybe you can you can try to plan it a little bit because you can do that. You can actually allow them to arm drag you and then like throw yourselves over, throw yourself over their their legs. See if that works for you, or if that's the way you've already been doing it. You know, just let me know. But yeah, I mean, you, like you kind of allow them to pull you because then they're going to start laying back, and then that kind of opens them up. Yeah, but what we did see is like even in the the Muzumeki match, um, the Brazilian was like trying to do cartwheels over the guard and all that, but it wasn't quite working. Um. Yeah, people are pretty flexible. I think that was what it was, where it's like, you know, Mikey was able to kind of like keep, still keep uh, his foot on the, the hip. And uh, so basically he still retained guard. Let me see. Jonathan Jimenez, you like to leap for the double wrist lock when they are sitting. Yep, also effective. Um uh, gridiron masters i thought about putting both hands down and rolling on top of them <laughs> yeah yeah see what happens yeah might as well at least maybe do it like especially against someone who's been rolling with you a long time so like they they kind of know what to expect so do something like this it totally surprise them or even like say if you are in some big match and uh, uh i think it'll be really surprising to just like kind of somersault your way in All right, so hopefully everyone enjoyed like this recap of uh, some of the things that I found interesting in one championship's uh, latest event uh, because I thought there were some pretty cool, um, not only like grappling things that were in the grappling matches, but in the MMA uh, matches too. And like ultimately, I believe that you know, catch wrestling is something that's really exciting that we can try to incorporate into these grappling matches or like say even the MMA matches. Because um, I, I feel like you know amateur wrestling is not enough. Uh, that, that's ultimately my my point of view. All right, so uh, let's go ahead and just, you know let everyone know that if you appreciate what we're doing, uh, you know please uh, feel free to um, you know like uh, join like our YouTube channel that can support us, or uh, we're thinking about. Um, starting a, like a monthly Q&A, like live stream for members of the CWA Academy uh, through like our website. So if you're training uh, or if you want, or if you want to learn, or if you want to get like certified through the Catch Wrestling Alliance, you can join our YouTube channel, or sorry, not a, join our website, catchwrestlingalliance.com. Uh, CWA Academy, there's like a membership, uh, like chat room in there. 
and we're going to start doing a thing where um, you know we can everyone can ask a bunch of questions and then we'll do like a live stream for everyone so you know let us know you know feel free to join or let us know also too here you know we can try to still answer your questions feel free to ask, ask questions here too you know it's totally fine but we want to try to add some perks for people who are members of the CWA Academy all right let's see a couple more comments um jonathan jimenez one shows a lot of cool catch stuff in mma uh that's why i like one championship they they you know they have all these different styles that they show or different types of matches and stuff so it's pretty fun to watch um gridiron masters then i thought about just spear jumping feet first at their chest <laughs> but you're not gonna try that yeah I think your your training partners would just hate you after that. <laughs> They'd be pretty cool. It'd be pretty cool. All right. Okay. So we're gonna go ahead and sign off. So thank you everyone for your support. Uh, hopefully here we can um, help you elevate your grappling, and then together we keep real wrestling alive. <laughs>